Hi, I'm Shiv. And I'm Chitra. We are the co-hosts of this show, Software People Stories. We are happy to bring you stories of people associated with software as makers or consumers. In every episode, we talk to people on their own personal and professional journeys, their interests and approach to work and life in a free-flowing conversational format. We hope that you will be able to draw your inspiration from their experiences and insights. These podcasts are made possible by PM Power Consulting, who have helped individuals, teams, and organizations on their delivery excellence journeys. My conversation with Madhavi Ravanan, services delivery leader at Nokia, went along paths less explored in terms of how people and technology have changed and yet acknowledged the fact that assimilation and learning happen in their own time. To me, our interaction turned out to be a very honest, down-to-earth conversation coming straight from the heart of someone who's navigated her career through a combination of plain good old hard work picking up new roles and challenges, and that odd bit of timely luck. I'm inviting our listeners to tune into a walk down memory lanes of the days of telecom software from 20 years ago to what the future for new engineers might be. Welcome, Madhavi. It's a pleasure to have you on the Software People's Stories. I am really looking forward to our conversation today. Thanks, Chitra. Thanks so much for the opportunity. I'm equally excited about talking to you as you are with me. Yeah, let's let's go ahead. Wonderful. So we usually ask our guests to introduce themselves to our listeners. Uh, how would you like to introduce okay. yourself today? So in the context of this podcast, maybe I would say I am a couple of decades in the technology industry now. I I uh, I hail from uh, uh, Tirichi, and I I had the uh, uh, luck or <laughs> uh, God's grace to uh, study in the engineering institution NIT in Tirichi. I passed out in the year '98, and I started my career uh, off with uh, developing software for telecommunication products. And I've done a variety of roles while I started off as a, uh, a telecom software development engineer. I moved on to do uh, software project management, later on business development, account management, technology practice development. And now I do uh, delivery leadership for uh, telco cloud solutions in uh, Nokia. So that's a brief gist of my career journey. On the personal front, I am uh, uh, married, have two boys. My spouse is also in the tech space and uh, that's what it is. <laughs> Thank you, Madhavi. In fact, I'm already thinking maybe a future podcast with you and your husband as a tech couple. Uh, <laughs> let's see when we can come to that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> You know, yeah. you said uh, luck and uh, thanks to something to have gotten you into uh -huh. NIT Trichy. Uh, what is it that okay. made you choose, you know, engineering as a as an as a course of education, and what okay. you know got you into the software industry? 
Oh yeah, beautiful question. But the answer is not going to be as beautiful, I guess. I had uh, uh, I had zero exposure into career options beyond twelfth uh, standard. The only thing that I'm able to recall is I used to be a very hardworking person. I used to study hard, and so naturally I was the pet for a number of my teachers. so i kind of and my family used to uh, keep saying that they wanted a doctor in the family so i was really keen on pursuing medicine as my uh, career choice so what happened was after the 12th standard um, there was an entrance examination back then we used to have a common entrance uh, examination at uh, tn state level and some of the papers like biology was applicable for medicine while uh, maths was applicable for uh, engineering physics and chemistry were common for both streams i took i wrote all the papers and uh, unfortunately uh, something went wrong with my entrance scoring and my cutoff for medicine was way below what i could hope for to get a, a seat in a medical college through uh, merit so but then for engineering i was meeting the bar and uh, i got admission initially in the tyagarajar college of engineering i spent about a month and a half there and after that there was this uh, option to have reallotment to your home location based preference or so because nit trichy back then was uh, had few seats which were left unfilled luckily in our uh, category so <laughs> i uh, successfully or thankfully or whatever luck means you know i i, I got reallotted into rit trichy or oh, sorry uh, it is now nit trichy so that is all is the story i think uh, back when i was studying i felt that i had to be working hard because we were a, i would say we were a lower middle class family or father was in government job and it was just a paycheck to paycheck kind of livelihood and he felt uh, if if we didn't study the future was just not there so that was all was the drive to study and the decision to choose engineering i don't think it was a conscious decision at all in my case i just wanted to work hard i wanted to go into medicine when medicine did not happen i remember i i cried and cried for maybe two days and later you know i i consoled myself and i picked up and i went after uh, uh, what i got back then and i thoroughly enjoy looking back i feel the four years uh, we spent in campus had been uh, the one that uh, shaped each of us into what we are today so that that institute uh, gave me a great platform is what i would say thank you madhavi in fact uh, you said you you know have been a very hard worker and started out life as a telecom developer any yeah. things that stand out from those early days of uh, developing oh, yeah. code and writing code that you know you would like <laughs> to share with us i mean i would say those were the days those were the glorious days of the technology industry in itself i would uh, say there was time and there was uh, there weren't these digital distractions there was so much of bonding or maybe when you are an entry level engineer you tend to build lot of relationships with teams and i know back then this industry wasn't the kind of ocean that it is today so the kind of talent that came in was really high caliber and uh, you know in fact one of the juniors we used to be mentoring juniors uh, even now we have the mentoring practice here 
so i used to mentor a junior she had come from uh, pondicherry engineering college back then she used to be solving problems in a jiffy so we used to name her we named her puyal puyal in tamil i mean uh, it's a tamil word so uh, in english it means uh, storm or tornado right she was that fast so the quality of talent that came into the industry back then was uh, class apart is my view visa v the reality of the industry today so that's and getting to work was so much of excitement back then because of the both with the nature of work because we started off with uh, product engineering so we had to understand telecom standards we had to understand the entire call processing software for the private branch exchange software that uh, private branch exchange switches that we were dealing with and there was a, a huge lab with all the uh, racks and um, telephone equipment back then so we could visit the i mean when i started off it was wipro as an organization the customers site was in canada we were spending a lot of time in their labs there so i felt the combination of or the excitement of writing software that ran on hardware and you know getting to see the results on phones we used to make phone calls to see if the caller id was getting displayed we were implementing features to hide you know caller ids for personal numbers and so on and so forth so i i still cherish those early days of developing software we had time to learn and implement today i feel the though we have we are at the uh, cutting edge or bleeding edge of technology and processes today i feel the sheen is gone because uh, you are in a rush and you don't have the luxury of time and uh, of course we have learned efficient ways of working and we are building uh, more sophisticated solutions in much shorter lengths of time but personally i feel the excitement quotient has gone off the window over a period of time <laughs> i shouldn't be saying that but if you want me to compare how life was 20 years ago and now i feel that excitement and the feeling of being pampered you know back then if you were in the technology space you were really like royalty not anymore now <laughs> interesting views madhvi uh, i have a question which i'll definitely come back to later but first i want to ask you you know i was just going through a little bit about your uh, background and looks mm-hmm. like you've done a variety of roles across various functions like development right. business development marketing can you share you know some of your experiences while you did this right. and how did you okay. manage playing all these multiple roles again i think uh, somewhere i read i think it's from ravi venkatesan's uh, book or interview he made a statement there you will not be able to foresee your life you will only be able to look back and connect the dots you know that struck a chord with me so i am recalling it here because this particular question that you asked it it wasn't something that i had intentionally uh, pushed or uh, pursued aggressively but it it came as an opportunity to me so i was you know i was growing up from being an engineer to a, a software delivery project manager i was leading a large team we were delivering uh, we were developing and delivering software for layer 2 layer 3 uh, switches and routers i think back then we were a team of about 45 odd both developers and uh, test teams uh, put together so that project just got over and then my boss called me and he was saying that 
see in the business development team um, uh, he had a friend in the uh, bd organization and he said that in the bd team there is there's a position coming up and you know his friend was uh, asking for a suitable candidate from the from project management background so my boss was telling me that would you be i see that that would be a good fit for your uh, uh, capability would you like to uh, pursue that was a question he asked me then i said are you trying to you know gracefully throw me out of your team by telling me this <laughs> so i asked him he said no ma'am you can still think and i'm just giving that as a choice to you because i feel you will make a good fit there so then i went back i checked with a couple of my friends my former bosses and uh, many of them were positive about it and i also came to know typically lot of people go after such roles and it doesn't come easy to them so that's how then i spoke to my uh, uh, future boss he gave a full explanation of how in delivery you focus on what to say you you have visibility into a, a limited window but while when you are part of bd you get exposed to the full business cycle in the organization so that kind of uh, excited me then i thought why not give it a try so i went in and i would say i enjoyed that stint a lot i i think i did bd for like 3 4 years and i thoroughly enjoyed it because it it opened me up to one customers to the market to other functions in the organization so we were really anchoring things across the company and also with uh, customers so that was phenomenal uh, experience you know if i had stayed back only doing a delivery role i my perspective would have got limited to let's say the operational challenges and delivering what customers are asking for and things like that when i took up this external facing role i felt my perspective also broadened and it added immense value when i switched back to delivery more recently like 3 years ago when i joined nokia it was into a, a delivery leadership role so when you do a market facing role and then come back into delivery you are a completely different person you can understand both sides of the world and hence balance the way you'll handle different situations so that's the advantage so in summary the answer is again i did not go after it and it it came to me and i ended up enjoying that role and from then on uh, uh, after business development i did uh, technology practice development where we incubate uh, new ideas and develop small solutions and win uh, businesses in adjacencies that happened more as a natural evolution my boss uh, from business development was going to lead the uh, practice organization so i moved along with him into that role so that's the story <laughs> nice in fact curious to know uh, and perhaps this is also an area that uh, excites me having come from a product development background is incubating new ideas specifically to see if there are adjacencies can you hmm. illustrate with a few examples sure. of how you were able to you know gain access to new markets or uh, open up okay. newer opportunities for business this way so uh, back when i was doing this role software defined networking was uh, the uh, hot area that was uh, picking up in the uh, networking and communications uh, uh, business segment so we had to figure out what kind of and the organization where i was working was into Uh, building and offering i mean building software frameworks and licensing them to uh, product vendors so we had to 
figure out what kind of software frameworks will customers will our customers need and then build a Uh, POC around that theme and take it to customers, demonstrate it, figure out, uh, get their responses, then formalize it for further development, uh, etc. So then we we picked up an open source implementation and we integrated that with our uh, existing uh, uh, protocol stacks that we had within the company and we integrated it, built a small solution around it, and you know it fell within. the definition of a proof of concept for software defined networking then we took it to a bunch of customers there was feedback coming in the fact that we could engage them in demos established to them that okay these guys really know what's happening in this space and they will be our trusted advisors for our own work in the space was that was always needed you don't really expect money to start pouring in immediately but you have to be seen as a trusted advisor by your prospects or uh, customers which which happened within let's say uh, a 6 to 9 month window we had to start off with what we wanted to uh, build and then build a small poc with the frameworks we had with open source plus a, a solution around it and then uh, demonstrate it to customers seek their feedback and you know, f- further fine tune our uh, offering and take it forward eventually we we did make commercial wins out of it uh, within a decent time frame i would say so that was like that's like a, what do you say it gives you that kick of okay you know how to navigate the market and you can make things happen right so that gives you a high <laughs> <laughs> in fact when you mentioned you know that uh, that you know perhaps people really don't have time to learn what would you do differently today to sort of bring back the sheen in people okay. that you hire newly on board today okay so maybe i should rephrase the statement i made i don't think i should offend <laughs> this generation they're all bright and creamy i know my children know far more than i do on topics that i discuss at home so uh, when i say uh, the talent isn't creamy today what i meant is as an overall industry we have bloated so much here that you know uh, 20 years ago if somebody told me that they are in tech i would have a a subconscious assumption that okay you know uh, this person is really uh, a qualified uh, a, a talented uh, engineer on the higher side of the uh, talent spectrum today if somebody tells me they are in the tech industry you know i have no expectation that's that's the uh, difference between 20 years ago and now that i would say this doesn't mean in the current scenario we don't have talent in the industry of course there are classy engineers only that industry as a whole has bloated and hence the variety of uh, or the 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 nature of work that we deliver in the tech space is also wide uh, sorry uh, varies widely so naturally you, we don't need uh, highly qualified talent to perform every kind of job that the tech industry uh, delivers today so that was my view i'm sure uh, Uh, today's talent is far stronger and far uh, knowledgeable than uh, uh, those of us who learned the traditional way in the uh, past the second part what would i do differently today i think for leaders and managers what is critical is how do you uh, make sure your teams distractions are kept to the minimum how do you build their competence and keep them ready for the future and how do you keep them focused how do you uh, you know uh, 
i i grew up in the waterfall era how do we uh, re educate or get the uh, people doing project management to adopt agile and devops practices so these are the challenges that uh, today's managers and leaders have to address is my view uh, uh, chitra i don't know if i answered your question in its entirety but uh, one thing that i want to withdraw is i don't mean to say today's uh, talent is not good that's not the statement but uh, 20 years ago the industry was very small we were doing only uh, uh, product engineering or r&d kind of work back then but now industry has grown i mean in a way it is good for the country you know even someone says that they are in the tech space we cannot make any inference about you know what nature of work because i even today when i attend uh, uh, weddings in remote cities i get asked okay do you do the night shifts you know <laughs> i will be <laughs> offended when people okay so do you do night no in, in fact uh, thing, but, uh, my question was more on sense of uh, like hmm. you said it's different Yeah. you know in the context of yes we have a lot more engineers today but we have that much more yeah. variety in work like you said hmm. you know managing those pieces learning those different kinds of things i'm sure takes its own toll eventually you know what really works with customers takes its own cycle time and there is no way of really exactly. predicting how quickly you know exactly. something can go viral or how slowly right. people take time to adopt a technology so when i was trying to put right. that back to perhaps how hmm. people learn or view technology today uh, i think that was right. where you know the question was coming from but this yeah, turned out to be exactly. a very lively discussion i i have been using the word devops myself for let's say 2 uh, 3 years now and the the first time i or maybe even longer i'm not able to recall the the first understanding of devops i gained was by reading that book the phoenix uh, uh, project uh, that gave a great understanding since then i have been carrying this subconscious belief that devops is all about continuous integration continuous deployment and uh, operations all integrated in one go and i went into a more immersive training uh, uh, last year so where my belief was slightly shaken up you know devops doesn't start only at the integration phase rather it starts in the way you architect your product it's all microservices based architecture so you can quickly build additional capabilities and deploy them as new new services right so if this is the reality it really takes this much amount of time for somebody who has been in the industry i mean i may be the weaker link here but <laughs> this is reality right i've been yeah. using the term but you know i got that immersive understanding only as recent as last year so we can and i always knew you know google rolls out product upgrades as often as maybe daily they are upgrading one of their uh, 2000 products i don't know but if they can do that so fast why are our software releases you know not matching up with that pace if we have to match the pace then we have to be on devops so we always knew the theory but to get down and understand the details and implement and the products to function well it does really take the time so i think that's the biggest challenge in this uh, totally disruptive environment that we are in your competition is not really established players your competition can come from any nook and corner of the world any small organization so i guess it's a very challenging environment in the industry right now completely agree with you that you know there's one point that uh, struck me about uh, when i looked up your linkedin profile 
and you mm. said that you've seamlessly worked with several stakeholders mm. what has worked for you there and perhaps a little bit about what has not worked it has worked well for me when i work uh, i will recall an experience we there was this massive deal that we were working on in my past role where i was the bd manager and it was a multi year multi product line uh, r and d ownership transfer from a customer into uh, my organization so this is what we were working on so in these deals you have to negotiate the different terms in your services agreement only then you can go in so it, it always starts with a initial uh, mou in principle agreement between the two organizations then you go on and nail down the final terms so this is where the role of a bd manager becomes uh, very uh, crucial you should have that ability to negotiate and reach an agreement which will have have the buy in from all parties involved at your end and you know your counterpart on the other end should seek buy in from relevant stakeholders within that organization so uh, you know we used to have daily calls to negotiate the terms you know some of them were just between the two uh, business teams some of them between evolving engineering teams and we were still left with a you know bunch of points where we we had not reached an alignment even after considerable number of days and discussions both f to f and uh, uh, calls etc so i would directly call the one decision maker whoever i felt was the right person to make that decision or who is the one who has the maximum authority to uh, sign off on a term and i you know i just called him and said this is a way if we can define it in this way then i think we can move forward otherwise i don't see the see a way for this to conclude at all so you know in in most cases i would say the colleagues that i have interacted with in the industry have been uh, very rational so uh, and even when i had been a project manager i always uh, have felt comfortable in just picking up the phone and talking to my customers so it's again that the the proximity or customer intimacy that you develop that's that's what helps you in uh, achieving your uh, goals i don't mean you end up being disloyal to uh, your counterparts or customers but rather you be candid and be open and you know then you share your situation naturally you know the other party is also uh, reflective of the same uh, behaviors that you show i have believed in just calling speaking and seeking their views you know in formal meetings and uh, you know calls where n number of people are on the bridge it, it doesn't really uh, help us conclude fast there had been cases i've always handled handled them one to one it has helped me thank you if i can you know reflect upon simple back to basics one on one conversation with yeah, the right exactly. people and uh, that connect could you know potentially change the direction of how a project goes so yeah. agree with you there yeah exactly one other point also i am getting reminded chitra because you just mentioned you were looking over my linkedin profile that's one thing that i do before i interact with anyone who i know only at name level you know this was another tip probably i learned from my boss during my bd role uh, i guess so before going into a call because invariably we are joining calls with people who we have not interacted with in the past so 
you know we'll only get to see their email addresses then i pick up the name i go into linkedin so this has kind of become a habit now now even within the company <laughs> when i have to talk to a new colleague i try and get an idea of what background that person is from so i can stitch my language accordingly in my interactions with uh, him or her and i say it immensely helps to quickly uh, uh, align with the person that's a great career tip i'll give to people i'm sure many will pick that tip yeah. up and you know <laughs> if there's definitely listening to this podcast that's a good one thank you madhavi yeah are there any messages that you would like to leave uh, listeners with whether it's people choosing their careers in technology or choosing specific roles versus like what you did you know took up mm. challenges uh, and opportunities that presented themselves in different departments or different roles are there right. messages that you would like to leave our listeners with yeah with respect to yeah. either of these or both of them right i think we will have to constantly reinvent ourselves personally i feel 18 months to 2 years kind of window is a window that you can do a certain uh, uh, job profile so outside of that you should always explore opportunities around uh, uh, i would say you should get one should get exposed to the different functions in an uh, organization and sh- i would also say we should not be bothered so much about whether a move is horizontal or vertical or tangential so long as you are going to be excited doing that you know i have been in situations i was uh, uh, assessing a few opportunity uh, at least a couple of opportunities that came my way which was uh, uh, promising of course these were internal roles which would uh, uh, promise me the next uh, uh, pay grade but somehow that role did not strike a chord with me so you know i just let it go i was also uh, talking to a couple of um, uh, my uh, Uh, trusted friends and you know the collective view that we came to was if i'm able to visualize myself doing that job in an excited uh, uh, manner then i'll go after it i don't think money should be the driving decision when we pick up uh, roles is my view if if there is learning involved and if you are going to be excited about it if there is going to be potential for growth with what you will get to do there then i think we should go after uh, uh, those roles or if you are totally bored in what you are doing then you know it's high time we have to seek change and i feel you know uh, i'm sure folks these days are more risk taking i think we should look at our careers as roller coaster rides and we have to look at uh, risk taking i don't think anything is a serious sin you can always uh, fall back on your skills and uh, uh, spring back you know whatever changes you make that's my view a change always helps and my view is 18 to 2 years kind of window is what you can excitedly perform a role then you have to look for what additional things you can do whether in the same role you pick up additional responsibility do some initiatives run some initiatives uh, as a side track along with your mainline responsibility or uh, you know pick up a different role and you know that's what i would recommend people should also constantly keep uh, uh, learning you know uh, fortunately in our era we could survive 
with not so much learning of course we learned a lot about uh, technology and uh, newer standards that are coming up and solutions around that and implemented it over the last 20 year period now for the next generation that will just come into the industry i don't think they're going to have the luxury of learning something in their education as part of uh, their graduation or masters and then survive with just those skills for all through their career they will have to constantly keep learning and reinventing themselves certainly i think yeah. things are excited to actually look forward and see what's going to come around the corner certainly uh, there's always yeah. something to learn like you said thank you madhavi this has been a wonderful conversation so thanks sure. a lot for your time thanks so much chitra thanks for the opportunity and uh, you know fantastic talking to you too thank you if you like the show and would like to share your experiences with the community or know someone else who might want to do that please get in touch with us at podcast at pm-powerconsulting.com. That is podcast at pm-powerconsulting.com. Please rate the show on Podchaser, Stitcher, iTunes, or any other podcast client that you find us on. Please also share our episodes with your friends and others in your network. If you or anyone you know would like to be featured on our show do write to us at this email address podcast at pm-powerconsulting.com